Hey everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to My Sentiments Exactly podcast. My name is Kay, and I'm your host. Today I have a very special guest, Taylor V, who's going to let us in on 10 signs you need a life coach. Taylor is a wife to Philip, mom to Honor, four-year-old little girl, Valor, two-year-old little boy, and Zeal, eight-month-old little boy. She is also the founder of Truth and Taylor and a life coach. She is passionate about fully realizing the life Christ died for her to have and has made it her mission to support others in doing that in any way she can. She founded Truth and Taylor as a platform to offer truth to those who might otherwise not hear it in a way that exposes freedom. As a life coach, Taylor works with her clients on the specific areas they may not even realize are stifling their ability to access all that God intended for them. Hope you enjoy today's episode. MSE Podcast is dedicated to talking about the hard stuff and facilitating the conversations necessary for growth, healing, transformation, and genuine community. Now it's your turn. My hope is that you finish this episode feeling empowered to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starters Deck available at bygracenp.com. May these cards inspire you to speak out and be heard, and may you be authentically embraced for the uniqueness of your journey. All right, I'm so excited to have you on today, Taylor, to talk about everything life coaching. Um, If you can take a minute to just introduce yourself and share Um, a little bit about what inspired you to start um, a life coaching business. Sure. So my name is Taylor. My last name is Verberkmoos, but I just put V because I married a man of Dutch heritage, and it's just too many letters going on for my front. (laughs) It's honestly way too intimidating. So, you know, sometimes you just got to make executive decisions. Absolutely. Exactly. Just got to help him out. So um, I founded Truth and Taylor, along with my husband, which is honestly just a platform for people to encounter the truth and experience freedom. I am a believer, and I believe that anything that creates real freedom is connected to the truth, and it's our responsibility to value truth enough to go look for it, to interact with it, to, um, you know, just build our awareness around it. So that's the point of Truth and Taylor. And to be honest with you, it was, it has been birthed, I guess you could say, out of me, out of a place of needing freedom, needing peace, needing joy, needing excitement. Yeah. I've, I've been um, in church, as, you, as people like to say, or knowing Christ, like since I was seven, like I grew up in church. So I'm yeah. very familiar with all of the how we're supposed to act, how we act in various churches. I mean, my parents were in ministry and all of that. And yet at, in my late twenties, I found myself, or sorry, mid to late twenties, I found myself unfulfilled. And I'm like, how am I supposed to be an evangelist? How am I supposed, not even like an evangelist, like as a ministry position, like how am I supposed to even want to tell anybody about Jesus if he isn't feeling like life to me? And, um, 
I just decided I was unwilling to settle for a life that didn't feel fully alive anymore. So that that resolution was life altering for me and it out of it birthed this passion like, oh my gosh, there's so many of us who are settling for less than Christ died for. And that's just crazy because he literally died for you to have access to like so much and we forfeit it because we don't understand the truth. So that's really, that's really where it came out of. And on a practical level, that is life coaching. Like I've added my faith into that, but whether you deal with a life coach who's, you know, uh, faith-based or not, the whole intention behind your time with them is just asking you questions so we know what is truth to you. And then we give you the opportunity to decide if you want to continue with that or not. That's really it. Got you. I love that um, it was birthed out of a need. Um, I think Mm -hmm. that's, you know, one of the things that you were emphasizing, Um, you know, not just doing it just to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, I know a lot of people confuse coaching with counseling. Can you clear that up a little bit? Sure. So Mm -hmm. one of the – I'll give you, like, a real-life example because not only do I say truth as in, like, there is a nod to biblical truth, but also I'm, like, candid. Like, I have to tell the whole truth. Okay. Um, (laughs) Right. So here's the thing. Me and my husband, like, I grew up with parents who were – therapists, like family and marriage therapists, like they did all that. So we have always been advocates for counseling and getting insight into things. So I went to counseling because I was upset with the fact that like I would ask my husband, particularly when I was pregnant, I would ask him like, honey, I'm craving bluebell ice cream, right? And he Uh would go to the store and come back with some other brand that was cheaper. (laughs) And that was just like a very small example, right, for Mm -hmm. little things throughout our marriage where I would make what I thought was a very specific request and he would come up and interpret that basically my request would mix with his life, his preferences, his level of awareness, and I'd get an outcome that I wasn't looking for. And I'm like, I thought I was clear. So I would go to counseling and in the counselor's office, they would say things to me like, well, this is the person that you married, someone who doesn't answer you know, doesn't do what you ask. What do you think about that? How does that feel? And Mm -hmm. here's the thing. The reality was I was married to someone who did do that. But Mm -hmm. that kind of thought process implied a motive about my husband or an ignorance of my husband that that he wasn't even in the room. So we don't know that to be true. Got you. Does that make sense? So it wasn't helpful it didn't create freedom for me to choose a different way of looking at it because I was dealing with information that I don't know to be true so what the difference between coaching and counseling is if I were to take that same problem into a coaching situation my response to me back then would have been Taylor why are you the type of person like why are you at a place in your life where you would accept the ice cream you didn't want mm-hmm. and then be so upset internally that you come to a counseling appointment. Like why in the moment do you just not tell them that's not what you asked for? 
Like, why don't you feel the freedom internally to share what you intended? Why aren't you asking him questions? Why aren't you taking responsibility for how you think and feel? What are you afraid of? That's good. doesn't really matter why he bought a different ice cream. That's not helpful to me. (laughs) What matters is why am I not showing up in my marriage in a way that allows my husband to know me better? Got you. Got you. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. So along with um, just confusing counseling with coaching, there Mm -hmm. are, I'm sure, um, stereotypes, misconceptions that you've come across since you've been a life coach. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you can just identify those just to kind of clear the air, (laughs) Um, you know, because you told us what the difference between life coaching counseling is but there are other things that you may want to bring out as far as what coaching is and what it's not and what people commonly believe. Gotcha. So Mm -hmm. in that example, my main point to share was just that a lot of times in counseling and therapy, we're focused on your past and your perceptions of other people and Mm -hmm. feeling better about that, right? And in coaching, it's more so future focused. What is the goal? What are you desiring you. to feel? What are you? Where are you headed in life? And what is preventing you from getting there? So that is one misconception. Speaking to the difference between counseling and coaching is just the general intention behind it. Gotcha. Um, and another misconception um, that people think about is that they'll say to myself or to themselves or they'll hear a podcast like this and say, oh, I can take that. I can do it on my own. Like, I can just start asking myself these Got questions. Got like, I don't need help. Now that I understand I should just focus on myself, then I'll just ask myself these questions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. If you really have, if that was really life to you, then you would have a new level of freedom. Meaning the problem that you're trying to solve would no longer be a problem for you. But the reason why you still recognize it as a problem and something that you want to take this information back to to fix is -hmm. because your level of awareness isn't there yet. You're aware that there's a treatment, but you don't know how to apply it. So it's not that coaching can't be done on your own. Sure, you can ask yourself powerful questions, but that is not the same as having someone offer a new perspective to you and then you grappling with it and then them saying, actually, I know you think you're embracing that, but here's the evidence that you're actually not. That kind of outside perspective is what a coach offers. So saying I can do it on my own, you can do something on your own, Mm -hmm. but what you can do is not a substitute for what you can experience with a coach. So um, that's right. So that's one. Um, the second one will be what I would say is a misconception is the coach is going to tell me what I need to do. And yeah, um, <laughs> I hear yeah. a lot of people say that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, 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 no. So here's the thing. Like, if you make the analogy of, like, a little league sports team, right, and there's a coach mm-hmm. on that for those kids or whatever, the coach is going to run practice. He's going to give instructions. He's going to tell them how – the game goes, what are the rules, a lot of input in practice. But when it comes to game time, he expects the kids to have taken what they learned and apply it to the situation in front of them. So he's not in the ear of each player saying, do you see the ball coming to you? This is how you hit it. This is the decision. So in coaching, 
the sessions we have are all about practice. So I want everyone to show up with the level of skill that they have, but your life is game time. And so I'm not telling you what to do in your life. In our sessions, we're taking the level of skill that you have, and I'm giving you insight as to what you're likely to experience in game time. And then when you're in life, you're going to have things happen to you, and then you're going to bring that experience back to the session, and we're going to say, what could have gone better? What went right about this? Was that a win? Was that improvement? I'm not telling you how to live your life. I'm telling you, here's some ideas. Like, if you blame everybody, it's going to be really hard to be happy. Like, that's a life rule. You see this? That's true. Yeah. Right. So here's how you can know you're blaming people. And, you know, so that's a small example. And then the last misconception that I'll give is people often assume that they cannot afford a life coach. Like money is always a thing that people swear by. Yeah. Any service. (laughs) Any service. I can't afford it. I just know I can't afford it. And Mm -hmm. it's like, wait a minute. How do you know? Like, who did you ask? You asked all the life coaches on the whole planet, on the face of the earth, you talked to all of them, and you are certain that the amount of money that you have is insufficient for their fee. You just know that. And it's like, when I say that back to them, they're like, well, of course not. I have, of course, I've not asked everybody. And I'm like, yeah, but you see that assumption mm-hmm. you just made? You do that in your whole life. Mm-hmm. Like, you make absolute statements about your whole life. And that's why you need a coach. So the fact that you think you can't afford it should inspire you to find the resources to get more insight because you speak in absolutes that you aren't aware of. Like right now, I'm offering free sessions to people. So anybody who says I don't have enough money to get a coach is lying. Yeah. (laughs) They just don't know. A free session. (laughs) They could get a free session, but they don't know that. Why? Mm -hmm. Because they're not – they're so – committed to their way of thinking that they're not open to the fact they could be wrong and that absolutely that aspect of curiosity is mm-hmm. essential so I would say that's a misconception you can afford somebody you may not afford who you want but you mm-hmm. may not need who you want exactly so, exactly anyway. that's okay yeah. yeah those yeah. I I have definitely heard those um and even you know growing up I assumed those myself Mm-hmm. Um, some of them, it's just, you know, just something that goes around. Um, but yeah, I think that's very helpful to address, especially with affording stuff like coaching, even counseling, mm-hmm. even, you know, therapy. Um, like you said, you may not get the, the person or the, the business that you want, but um, I believe that any help is still help. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, whatever you yeah. can, at least, at least get your foot in the door. Um, and, you know, with the free consultations and the free sessions, um, that's getting your foot in the door. You may not be able to continue, um, but at least you know that it's there and you know, right. you know where to go back to when you can afford it. Um, yeah. But I, I think that's important because, you know, we can't, there's no way we could talk to everyone <laughs> right. on, the, on the planet. So there has to be someone, someone out there that can, that can help you. So right. for those that may be considering life coaching absolutely mm-hmm. against life coaching because they refuse to let go of these stereotypes <laughs> um, and misconceptions um, or those that are just looking for, you know, how do I know if I need a life coach? Um, mm-hmm. I, I noticed you had mentioned 10 signs that you might need a life coach um, on your social media. And I 
I wanted to share it on the podcast because I felt like it was not only important just to bring awareness to Truth and Taylor, but also Mm -hmm. just to life coaching in general. So if you can just highlight these 10 signs, um, that would be great. So the the post you're talking about, I came up with that list pretty quick because I wanted people to see that, um, just see how often we overcomplicate things. So I just kind of <laughs> did like a quick, uh, well, if you think you need help, you need a life coach. And if you think you don't need help, you need a life coach. And yeah. like that was totally valuable. But for the, for the podcast, just so your listeners are aware, if they happen to see that post, I went here and I fleshed out a little bit more specific of a of examples for people. Okay. So, so okay, it's great. slightly different than that post, but the heart is the same and the concepts are the same. So, got you. Um, the first one I would say, um, first sign, and this was true in my life, is I if you're beginning to think that you need new friends because your current friends don't get you or don't get your situation, like they can't relate or don't understand your struggle or they're not kind or whatever you've decided that would make you want to go out and seek new relationships all together, my guess is you need a life coach. And the reason why is because you are probably asking those relationships to offer something that they don't have. That's so true. Yeah. And here's the reality. The problem isn't that they don't have it. It's Mm -hmm. that you've asked so many times and you're still committed to asking even though you see that they don't have it. But the <laughs> yeah. fact that you won't accept that they don't have it and you're making it like an indication of their entire person enough to want to go out and find another relationship and lose the investment that you've placed in this relationship, before you make that big of a life move, you should probably get a life coach because what you're looking for yeah. probably isn't found in any relationship. Got you. So yeah. don't just don't take that on. So I would say that would be um, one sign. Actually, I was looking at your blog, and you said, which type of supporter do you have, conditional mm-hmm. versus unconditional? Yeah. And I realized that that is such a good application. If this particular sign resonates with your listeners, they should watch your video because oftentimes, even though your perspective was like, un- am I being an unconditional or mm-hmm. conditional supporter? Oftentimes, this sign is related to, do I have unconditional or conditional support? Yeah, that's true. And here's the thing. You need both. Like, it's not, unconditional support is not better than conditional support. Absolutely. They're different, and they serve different purposes in your life. And a life coaching session is a time where you value unconditional support enough to get it from a healthy place. Because demanding the people that you love drop their conditions to be in relationship with you is not a healthy relationship skill. So that is um, an asset to life coaching sessions in particular. So they should watch your video on that. Um, (laughs) Number two, if you have a ton of ideas but you don't have a lot of fruit, you need a life coach. I told Mm -hmm. people last – I told people this year – that 2019 was about progress. We were all about, ooh, let's just get better, progress over perfection. And, Absolutely. You know, ain't nothing wrong with that. That was a season that was worthy 
That was where we needed them. But 2020 is about producing fruit. Absolutely. It's about being production, not yes. just progress. And, and progress is a worthy season, but so is fruit. And Absolutely. so when people are talking about clear vision for their life, 2020 vision, you only need vision if you're expecting to get there. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so if you are ha- if you're realizing you got a lot of, you know, drawings on the wall and a lot of vision boards and your life is the same, you probably need a life coach. That was one thing that I was, I was intentional about this year. Um, when when I was doing my my vision board, which I did one for you know my my husband and I did one just for us and our you know personal lives, but I also mm-hmm. did one for my business. But I mm-hmm. made sure that along with the general vision that I had practical steps to that I was mm-hmm. going to take to make sure that it was, um, you know that I'm just not putting something in the air and just expecting mm-hmm. it. To, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Because oh yes, that's that's something that is a trend now that mm-hmm. just kind of put something in the air and then and, it's going to yeah. return on its own with no no work from you no effort on your part yeah you just sit here um, and wait for it to arrive absolutely and I think that's why like we have the, the vision part down uh-huh. but in terms of the execution we don't yep mm-hmm. and the reason being is because we don't value discomfort absolutely we see absolutely yeah. no value in discomfort. We think we got saved so that we could minimize discomfort. We think that Jesus died so we wouldn't have to feel difficult things. And mm-hmm. if we could just explain it away, then it won't feel so bad. Exactly. Uh, no, it's going to feel bad because mm-hmm. you're weak. That's why yeah. you're just weak. Like That's it's not you as a person. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. But all those mm-hmm. muscles that require the ability to live out the vision that you have for your life, all those muscles, those are the ones that are weak. Yeah. So yep. the obstacles that you're experiencing are intentional to develop your muscles. And that, anybody who's ever worked out knows that that two-day after situation mm. will, will discourage anybody, absolutely, absolutely. anybody from wanting to go back to the gym. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. So since you're faith-based, I'll make this analogy because I ordinarily wouldn't. But I will say this. What they say about muscle soreness after you work out is to drink a lot of water. In the Mm -hmm. Bible, a parallel for water or a metaphor for water is the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes we want to consume a lot of water, but we're not doing the exercises that that the water was intended for. That's why the Holy Spirit is kind of really good. So are you putting yourself in a situation where you could experience the full benefit of water or not? That's so good. Like you haven't worked out, but you're like. You haven't worked out, but you're so thirsty. (laughs) You're drinking water like you You, have. Right. I love that. That's a a good analogy. (laughs) Right. So um, that actually is a great segue to my next um, sign you need one. It's you're over consuming. So you can drown in a cup of water. You yeah. don't realize that all you need is to put a cup of water, like fill up your lungs with water. You don't have to be in a pool. You just need to fill your lungs with water, yeah. and then you'll drown. And that, that, that is an analogy for our lives. It's like sometimes y'all are we're trying to breathe in the things that were intended to be remedies for action. Mm-hmm. So when you take a lot of action, you should develop a thirst, and then you should consume a lot of water at those times. But when you're at rest, you really don't need as much water as you think you do. You don't need that much comfort. You need somebody to inspire you to act so that you would develop a thirst so that you would understand the benefit of water. 
So overconsumption in your life looks like too much food, too much TV. You're working in your business and you think that you're taking a lot of action, but really you're consuming a lot of how-tos, a lot of how to do this, a lot of podcasting, obsessing about what are the five steps to get 15 more thousand followers engaged. Yes. You can't get off YouTube because, you know, somebody's going to tell you how to set up your home studio so you don't have to struggle. Um, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. So that's what it looks like in business. As a mother, a lot of times we joke about alcohol, but it looks like I need a girl's night out so I can take a sip. Yeah. Um, it, you asked me um, a while ago about hiding in ministry. It can look yeah. like instead of working, you're gifting. Oh, and honing your craft, it looks like I'm going to church more. I've got to Absolutely. teach more. Absolutely. I've got to develop that sermon more. Like if you spent two more hours on the sermon, it would be different. It's not going to be different. You're going to just avoid the risk of being rejected. Absolutely. Um, girls night, all of those things, overconsumption. So you know you're overconsuming if you're overweight. How do we know you're overweight? You have a ton of vision boards. And you don't mm-hmm. have a lot of production. Absolutely. You carry a lot of ideas, but you don't have a lot of action. You carry excess pounds, but you you're not managing that. Like those exactly. are symptoms of overconsumption. Your exactly. email box is full of challenges that you're taking, but you still have the same resolution each year. That's mm-hmm. the sign you overconsume. So you need a life coach for that. Another one is inside, you feel like you can't quite get it together, even though externally you're still receiving accolades. So if there's a Mm -hmm. discrepancy between how people are experiencing you and how you experience yourself, um, and you have difficulty reconciling that, that's a sign you need a life coach. Mm -hmm. Because either you're inauthentic, you're not showing up as your real self, telling people what you really think, either you're inauthentic, or you're ignorant of the value of negative feelings. Like you don't exactly. understand discomfort. So you're, every time somebody says something that's either negative or positive about you, you feel like you have to understand that or justify that or make peace Absolutely. with that. If you have to reconcile everything that comes at you, you won't get anything done. Mm, that is so true. Like yeah. at some point you have to be able to say and their life and their opinion and, and their thoughts and their feelings are all their responsibility and exactly. I have no time. Exactly. <laughs> and I have literally like no time. Like it's not lack of desire. If I had more time, I would deal with that, but I really don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 In the Bible, there's a verse that says, I'm doing a great work and I just can't come down right now. Like I have things I'm busy about and I just can't come down. When he was rebuilding the temple, I want to mm-hmm. say it's Nehemiah. I'm doing a great work. Like, y'all, I don't have time to talk about that. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so life coaching, that's, that's the time. Um, okay, so that was number four. Number five is your life is a cycle. So if every February you can't wait for your tax return, if every summer you can't wait for your kids to go back to school, if every yeah. Thanksgiving you are avoiding your aunt and people-pleasing your mom, if your <laughs> life is cyclical like that, it's basically, if your life is one note, it does not matter which note it is, and it doesn't matter how perfect the pitch, it's annoying. Wow. It's annoying to hear the same note over and over again. Absolutely. For anybody, including you. So that breeds a level of um, discontentment. 
Mm -hmm. So oftentimes what we do to compensate for that is we will adjust the target. We'll say, I need to develop some contentment. You know, godliness without contentment, that's that's wrong. No. Mm -hmm. What you need to do is change something. Like, get another note. Exactly. (laughs) You shouldn't be happy. Have you heard this song? It's only one note. to Like, change something. Yeah. Yeah. um, number six would be you're living, you live knowing that others think whatever. Like you just know what other people think. Oh, I know she thought I was insert blank. I know he, I know why he did that. He went and bought me, you know, this brand of ice cream um, because he's all, he's just cheap. He always thinks we don't have enough money. It doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense. You don't know why people do what they do. Exactly. Like you really don't. You don't know what people are thinking. You don't even know what you're what you are thinking happening. Exactly. More or less somebody else. <laughs> More or less anybody else. Yeah. They don't even know what they're thinking. How, and they Thank didn't tell you. you. Like yep. that's the reality. So if you live with a level of confidence about your ability to discern things, particularly in the spiritual community, you might want to get a life coach particularly people with the gifts of discernment. And the reason Mm -hmm. why is because gifts come without repentance. And so the same gift that you have that can grow the body and groom the body and help people can also be used to tear down the body, to tear down your own life if it's not mastered. And so what life coaching can offer you is the opportunity to to, um, kind of check you. It helps you keep your gifting in range. It helps you hone your craft because we can lie to ourselves about a lot of things. Oh, yeah. And it will feel real, and it will yeah. not be helpful. It will feel justified. It will feel justified, and all you need is somebody lay them, their hands on you and put a little oil on you, and you just swear <laughs> that, that you are the second coming of something. Look, and of you something. are. Something. And you are of something. I don't know <laughs> that it's Jesus, but it is not it's probably not probably not so just get a life coach someone to help you deal with your internal space so that you aren't using your gifting to compensate that is so good so powerful all right so last four and we'll be done is you need more money you need to lose weight or you need more time all three of those are one and the reason why i lump them together is because all three of these hit us on a survival mode level Mm mm-hmm If you need more money, if you need to lose weight, if you need more time, all of those have a specific thinking that's related to how we experience the world. It's you. What it is is people give up their power and they give up, um, how can I, what's the best way to say this? The fact that you think you don't have time for what you desire says you spend your time doing things you don't desire to do. That's true. Because we all have the same amount of time. Absolutely. The fact that you want to lose weight or the fact that you think you need more money says that you don't use your health well, the health that you do have. You don't use it well. So, like, most people outside of, like, a medical condition, they are capable of walking, right, or they're capable Mm -hmm. of saying no to a plate of food. The reason why they're Mm -hmm. overweight is because they don't manage their health well. They don't invest their ability to walk well, their ability to say no well fact that you need more money because you don't manage the money you do have well. Yeah, yeah. So a life coach will help you because really those sound like different things, but it's the same skill set that oftentimes mm-hmm. we lack. Exactly. Um, self-control. Self-control, self-management. It's, it's, it's not just metabolism. 
No, no. I get that all the time. I get that all the time because I'm I'm on the skinny side. Mm-hmm. People are like, it's just because your metabolism is low. It's like, no, I also like monitor. Say no. <laughs> yeah, and I say no, like, but you know, yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a good point. It does boil down to self control. Like some people do have you know medical um, things to where they can't, you know, they have a harder time managing. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that. You know, it does boil down to self-control. Yeah, that whole topic could be a whole nother, like, self-control could be an entirely different podcast because yeah. even people with self, um, with medical conditions that create outcomes that they can't control, like low thyroid function or whatever, that, mm-hmm. that could make you overweight. However, how you choose to think about your condition is That's within it. your power. And what you do when you think negative thoughts, could cause you to overeat like you could choose to overeat because you're upset about a medical condition so we don't really even know what your medical condition is causing because you're so good at over consuming because you don't manage your thought life so we don't know we don't know where self-control ends and your medical condition right we don't even know because you don't offer self-control so i don't you know so that's one um, and then the last few are, you speak in absolutes. We talked about this a little bit with um, I Can't Afford a Life Coach. It, you don't mm-hmm. really know. So yeah. if you don't really know, let's just stay off of that topic. <laughs> yeah. And then you have no goals or dreams. I find that people do this. They will say, you know, I'm just happy with my life. You know, God's been good to me. I have a job. You know, my bills are paid. Like, I really have nothing to complain about. And here's the thing. Not complaining is very different than being, than lacking drive and being uninspired and not dreaming. Like, not complaining is a fruit of self-control. Yeah. Isn't the same thing as saying that where I am right now is the land that God promised to me. Mm -hmm. The the Israelites had that issue. He, God didn't like the, the complaining that they were doing, but he didn't also want them to say, you know what? The wilderness is great because we get manna. And we get mm-hmm. that, you know, that bird, and so it's fine. Like, we don't even, we just need to be good with this, y'all. Yeah. That wasn't why they were in the wilderness. They were in the wilderness because he was trying to get them to the promised land. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference. Yeah. And your inability to discern the difference or your desire to act like there is no promised land. We're just all going to live in the wilderness. And all you yeah. have to do is just get your daily manna. That's denial. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. what kind Absolutely. of faith. But Jesus didn't die for that. He didn't yeah. die for woo-woo want nothing he didn't say that so yeah and can I add like yeah not not complaining is totally different than contentment right like we feel like if if we don't complain then that means I'm content like I really hate where I'm at right now but I'm not going to complain I won't complain and that's supposed to come across as contentment but Mm -hmm. actually like they're totally different, like, because mm-hmm. the discontentment that you have internally, even though you're mm-hmm. showing on the outside, I won't complain, and that may translate to other people as contentment, that inner knowing of, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, I really don't like where I'm at, I really am upset with God right now, that part in you that says that, you might as well mm-hmm. complain. <laughs> right. You know, is is you know, this discontentment, you know, is, is totally different than mm-hmm. just you know, complaining. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree with that. That is, that is, um, that is a powerful distinction to make. And it goes back to 
being aware, being curious about yourself and figuring out, am I really, am I just being silent or yep. am I truly content? Because the ability to silence absolutely. yourself when God's asked you to speak is wrong. So, absolutely, you know, you know, so we could go on a whole sermonette about that. Look, but I'm going to have you not. on more times until you start your podcast. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me because I love this. Like, I, I just love this. Because you're I a natural. People, you are a natural, oh, really. You are. Oh, and, you're helping, you. and you're helping a lot of people. But until you start your podcast, then you're just going to be on my sentiments exactly. I guess we don't have to do that then. If if you insist, I guess I could just make myself available and we'll just help all the people. It'd be great. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Okay. So number 10, for sure I'm wrapping it up, is you feel stuck. Something Mm -hmm. outside of you, like a spouse or finances or something inside of you that you believe is keeping you from having what you want. If you say that, if you have said that, if you journal about that, and this goes back Mm. to contentment. If this is what you inwardly truly believe, that if something would change, then you could experience what you desire, you need a life coach. And here's why. Because biblically, it is not accurate that um, the things that are outside of you are controlling the experience Mm -hmm. that's happening inside of you. That's not biblically accurate. But even whether you agree with the Bible or not, the life that you have, if we take all of the scriptural references out, we could say it like this. Your thoughts are creating your life. So Mm -hmm. the the, the lack of contentment or the lack of happiness and joy that you're experiencing, the sensation of being stuck is accurate. You are stuck in a way of thinking. And a life coach will offer exposure to your thoughts so you can decide which ones you want to change. It may feel like a prison, but the prison isn't everyone else. The prison mm-hmm. is the way you're viewing the situation. And if That's you can change good. your perspective, you can change your situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's it. That's my 10. That's all I got uh, for you. I want to keep <laughs> going. Yeah. <laughs> That was so good, though, like, um, and I feel like it covered a lot of faces just in those 10. I mean, I feel like you covered everything. So if you are, again, on the sidelines, you know, trying to figure out if life coaching is for you, if you have considered it, and maybe even if you've tried life coaching, it didn't work out, and Mm -hmm. you're like, I don't want to try that again, Mm -hmm. I hope that this episode has encouraged you to – Give it one more chance. I mean, you never know. And give it not even just one more. Give it multiple chances. You're not always mm-hmm. going to find the perfect thing on the first go-round. So mm-hmm. even if the next one doesn't work, like, just venture out there and do what you can because at the end of the day, it boils down to, you know, how much you value your life, how much you value mm-hmm. your mentality, how much you value your health all across the board, and that will determine whether or not you keep giving people chances. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope that, you know, Taylor has helped you in some way to determine whether or not you need a life coach or maybe you are recommending life coach to a family member or a friend or coworker or someone. Um, so I hope that you wrote these down, and if not, make sure you go back and, um, and you know, write them down so you can have them um, to share with other people and also just to have in your back pocket if you ever need it because you never know. Um, when the things that she described will happen to you. It might not be this year. It might be a few months from now. It might be next year. You just never know 
Um, so, yeah, I hope this helped. And thank you so much again, Taylor, for coming on and just sharing your knowledge. Um, I was inspired by it, and I'm going to keep it in my back pocket just in case. Um, and, yeah, just thank you for coming on and just, just sharing your insight. And can you um, just tell the listeners a little bit about where they can find you, um, your social media website, all of those things? Sure. So my website is truthandtaylor.com. I'm on it. I have links to, number one, you can book a free call with me. And by free call, I do not mean a sales call. I mean <laughs> 50 minutes of coaching where I'm going to help you figure out the actual problem because most of us are confused about what the actual problem is mm -hmm. and we don't know it. We'll talk about that, and then I'll talk about some of your options to deal with that problem. And at the end, I will tell you if I think continued working together would assist you in dealing with your problem, because I don't do the work for anybody. That's but that's not a guarantee. The point is of the 50 sessions, 50 minutes, is for you to get insight and awareness to what, you, um, to what is actually keeping you from experiencing all that you desire. So there's a link for that on the site. There's also a link to subscribe to my email list if that's of interest to you. I only email once a month because I don't like clutter. So I do it once. Yep. It has all the links in it, and that's it. Um, and hopefully it's helpful. Um, I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. All of those are at the same handle, which is at Truth and Taylor. So you can find me all of those places. I go live every Sunday. Um, I post regularly, and apparently – you know, I'm going to be on the podcast again, so. Oh, yeah. Let me know. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much again. I really enjoyed this episode, and I'm just looking forward to having you back and on the blog. But that's another Absolutely. conversation. But, um, but, again, thank you so much. And to everyone listening, thank you for tuning in. Uh, make sure that you leave a review um, if you enjoyed this episode. Um, it's available on all platforms. And make sure that you connect with Taylor on social media. Check out her website and book your 50-minute consultation today. Yeah, all right. That would be great. All right. Y'all have a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Did you enjoy this episode? I'd love for you to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starter Stick, available at bygracenp.com. Be sure to leave a review on one of MSE's listening platforms, share with a friend, and join the My Sentiments Exactly Podcast community on social media at MSE Podcast. The podcast is available for listening on all major streaming platforms, bygracenp.com, and on my mobile app. Hope to hear from you soon.